Let us introduce ourselves. We're rice farmers, businessmen, street food chefs, and fishermen at sea. We're individuals, families, congregating in villages, city dwellers. We work hard. We're rich. We're poor, and somewhere in between. We enjoy sharing a smile, and we're prepared to lend a hand. We're firm in our beliefs. You'll find us praying at the mosque and paying merit on the street, because the vast majority of us, we don't believe in Jesus. We don't believe in Jesus. Did you catch that? We don't believe in Jesus. Many of us, we've never even heard the name of Jesus. We're the peoples of Southeast Asia. We're a lot like you. We work, we play, we laugh, we cry, we love. If you make your way to our side of the world, we'll have a seat prepared for you. We hope you like your food spicy and your coffee bold. Come on over. We'd love to hear your story. We have some time. Do you? Good morning, Parkway family of faith. I'm Ken. You couldn't go to Southeast Asia today because most of our borders are closed, and so I've come to you. And it's a privilege on this first. Sunday of uh, our mission's emphasis to be here with you. Uh, we're based in Birmingham. We've been here for four weeks. We go back to Southeast Asia in uh, January. And so for this short period of time, it's a privilege to, to stand before you, to say thank you, to, to help you keep the world in view from, from Auburn. My wife and I have been in uh, Indonesia the country of Indonesia for the last 30 years. My father spoke here 45 years ago. We're Valley Lynette based for many years. Uh, and it's an honor to find out he was here 45 years ago and to, to give you an update of what's happening in Indonesia. They left for Indonesia in 1965, my wife and I in 1990. We're evidence that uh, of your commitment to the gospel going where it hasn't gone before. To a country so far away from Auburn that if you go any further on our planet, you start coming back. That, that's a long way away. 12 hours time difference. 48 flying hours to our hometown on the island of Sumatra. A chain of uh, 13,000 islands in the South Pacific.
The most famous islands would be Sumatra, Java, Borneo, Bali. The most western island, uh, Sumatra, uh, the, the, the chain of islands would um, span California to Georgia. Around 15,000, give or take a few thousand islands. 270 million people. The majority of which don't know Jesus. The largest Muslim country in the world. More Muslims in the country of Indonesia than the Middle East combined. What are we known for? You, Sumatra, the island that's been our home for 30 years, is known for the Sumatran tiger, the Sumatran elephant, the rhinoceros, or the orangutan. We would say orangutan. That's actually a local word that you use in English. And also our coffee, that the majority of it from Sumatra is exported to Starbucks. And as you buy it in Starbucks, it will be labeled Sumatra Extra Bold. The islands to the east uh, had the privilege of uh, impacting your Thanksgiving. Our spice islands in the eastern Indonesia are home for our producers of nutmeg and cloves, pepper. When I refer to Indonesia and the, 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 the majority religion, I will sometimes say Muslim. That's how we pronounce it. You would say Muslim. I'm talking about the same, the same peoples and the same religion. Christianity is a recognized religion in Indonesia, in Indonesia, but there are just very few of us. There are, there are several Christian tribes, tribes that were impacted by gospel witness in the 1800s. And so we, there are existing churches. There are recognized churches, Protestant churches, Catholic churches, but the majority population, 8 of 10 Indonesians, will claim Islam. And there's a divide between Christians and Muslims in our context, maybe similar to the New Testament understanding of Jew and Gentile. It is many of the practices and cultural habits are so different that it's hard for the for the, the Christians and the, the, the Muslims to interact closely together. But I stand before you grateful today, grateful for the opportunity that we have together to take the gospel to those whom the Lord is prepared to hear it. Well, what do I do? What do we do? Uh, Pastor Jeff mentioned earlier that we were church planters for many years, also doing leadership development, disaster response. On our island of Sumatra, Right after Christmas 2004, a 9.0 earthquake on the Richter scale spawned a tsunami that killed 170,000. What's the population of Auburn? But uh, I don't know what, what I don't, didn't look that up, but it's just 170,000 killed uh, in a span of a few minutes on our island, and then you responded in unprecedented ways, and I had the privilege of coordinating the, the Baptist response for several years. And then uh, we, you have built three hospitals through your giving over the years, and I had the, my wife and I had a, the privilege of serving as chaplain uh, at one of these hospitals, seeing people come to faith through medical missions. 
Thank you for keeping Indonesia in view from Parkway. One thing I've noticed when I come back to the America is how we like our fragrances. We like our perfumes. In the grocery store, there'll be a whole aisle of air fresheners, car air fresheners, carpet air fresheners, uh, candles, bathroom air fresheners, laundry additives for freshness. We like our fragrances. The list is long. In Indonesia, we're known for two very unique fragrances. First comes from the largest flower in the world, the Rafflesia. You can Google it later. But this is about a flower three feet in diameter, and it smells, it doesn't bloom very often, but when it blooms, it smells like weak old roadkill. It, 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 or dead fish, weak old fish. And this is how it attracts the, the flies that pollinate it. The second unique fragrance would be the, a fruit called durian, D-U-R-D-U-R-I-A-N. You may have seen it on a cooking show, durian. There, there was one in this uh, building anywhere, all of us would smell it. To some, it is referred to as the fragrance of death. Others, the fragrance of life. Uh, there, very few people are neutral about the durian, D-U-R-A-N, fruit. It very pungent, very, very pungent. And it's home to our island, as is that Rafflesia flower two of the unique scents from the island of Sumatra. But uh, those smells may be hard for you to comprehend, but I think we could all agree there is something soothing about a florist shop, a flower shop, walking in. It just smells good. How about a bakery in the mall walking past Cinnabon when they're pulling the cinnamon rolls out of the oven? Does that smell good? A, a candle shop, a Yankee candle shop. But maybe my favorite would be the coffee shop. When they are roasting the coffee, when they're brewing the coffee, you walk in a mall, if there's a coffee shop in the mall, then that the aroma of the coffee permeates the whole mall. Have you you've experienced it? The coffee, the aroma of coffee permeates the whole surrounding area. Today our text will come from one word found in three verses in the New Testament. It's the word fragrant. The word fragrant. Let's begin with the word fragrant found in 2 Corinthians 2, 14 and 15. 2 Corinthians 2, 14 and 15. But thanks be to God who always leads us in triumphal procession in Christ and through us spreads everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of Him. For we are to God the aroma of Christ. We are the aroma of Christ. Point number one. And today's mission's challenge will be, together we steward a fragrant vision.
What's that fragrant vision? To be the aroma of Christ, spreading everywhere the fragrance of the knowledge of him. I stand before you today with complete certainty that the gospel for those, the good news for those in Auburn is the same as the good news for those in Indonesia. The good news for those in Indonesia is the good news for those in Auburn. And so together, where God has called and placed us, may we be faithful stewards of a fragrant vision. In, so in Indonesia, there are Christian tribes. I know it's hard to comprehend tribalism, maybe most best on display locally last night. You know, some, the, 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 the tribes. But we have the island of Sumatra is huge. The size of California, 60 million people, 60 tribes living on the island, 52 of which are classified as unreached peoples. That means... There may be some, a handful of people among this tribe that has access to the gospel, a few believers, but no known church among them. We refer to them as unreached peoples. But then, of those 52, 13 of those are actually classified as unengaged unreached peoples. This means that we don't know of, we don't know of one believer, and as to our knowledge, there is no one taking the gospel to them. Kind of hard to comprehend that in 2000, almost 22, there are still places in, on our globe beyond access that haven't had access to the gospel yet. Together, Parkway family of faith, may we steward the fragrant vision that in the very near future, those without access to the gospel would have access to it. Are people responding? We're finding those among whom the Lord has prepared. I can't go into detail. But there is a response to the gospel. Not because of me, my wife, co-workers, but because the Holy Spirit has prepared hearts. You remember the story of Peter to Cornelius? We see that happen where the Lord would invite us to interact with someone that he has prepared beforehand. Very common occurrence. The gospel is going forward. Maybe if, if you have interest, let's talk privately about that. Together we steward a fragrant vision here in Auburn and around the world. Thank you for your partnership in the gospel. Secondly, together we follow a fragrant example. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Ephesians 5, 1 and 2. Be imitators of God, therefore, as dearly loved children, and live a life of love just as Christ loved us and gave himself up for us as a fragrant offering and sacrifice to God. A fragrant offering. We follow a fragrant example, an example of sacrifice, an example of selflessness, intentionality, living on purpose. 
I admit that coming back to the States can sometimes be hard. Having grown up overseas, lived there most of my life, and coming back just every few years, we do struggle with some aspects of American culture. So many positives. But occasionally, it just have, are startled by some of the realities in our culture. Some of that being just the focus on ourselves. Um, the prioritization of, of wants and uh, desire to hold fast maybe for what we think we deserve. I'm humbled and I invite us together to humbly look at Christ's example of selfless giving and of sacrifice. I'm not here to um, talk about our American context and what sacrifice should look like in, in your orbit, in your world. But I do invite us all to reflect on Jesus' sacrifice for us and his giving selflessly for, for you and for me. Living sacrificially, living selflessly, focused on the needs of others. You know, at Christmas, one of the passages I like to preach from is Philippians 2, and it references Christ's coming. You know, maybe because from America going to a country like Indonesia, I have to give up a lot of my American, Americanisms to live in that context. But compare and contrast the, that with what Jesus gave up giving up everything heavenly to come and live among us. Uh, Philippians 2, your attitude should be the same as that of Christ Jesus, who being the very nature of God, did not consider equality with God something to be grasped, but made himself nothing. And taking the very nature of a servant, being made in human likeness, and being found in appearance as a man, he humbled himself. Giving sacrificially, selflessly for you and for me. Leaving heaven to come to earth. What an example. You know, in, <clears throat> in many ways, talk about, talk about sacrifice. You and I pay very little sacrifice, at least at this point, to take a stand for Christ, for being believers. But I've had the privilege of, 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 of watching and walking alongside of local believers in the country where we live and walk, watching the sacrifice they, they make to follow Jesus. Together may we follow Jesus' example, a fragrant example. And the third point today, the first one was uh, together we steward a fragrant, a fragrant vision. Together we follow a fragrant example. And thirdly, together we celebrate a fragrant partnership. There is so much to celebrate. Philippians 4, verse 18. This is Paul writing to the Philippians. He says, And I have received full payment, and even more, I am amply supplied, now that I have received from Epaphroditus the gift you sent, they are a fragrant offering, an acceptable sacrifice, pleasing to God. Paul's partnership with the gospel that the 
uh, with the Philippians that the gospel could go forward throughout Asia. What does partnership look like? What does active kingdom partnership look like? I was thrilled to hear just of the way you have uh, Parkway family uh, sent out, sent out and partnered with various ones uh, overseas. We have an Acts 1-8 missions model, uh, a local, a state, uh, countrywide and international. So thank you for keeping the world in view from Parkway. What does partnership encompass? Uh, You first will hear the prayer. God does respond in unique ways in response to prayer. Um, What do you pray? I I would ask you to pray that uh, the Muslim world would have dreams and visions of Jesus. I can't, um, rarely am I able to, through apologetics or defense of of, uh, biblical truth, can I argue anyone, a Muslim, into the kingdom. But when I find one in whom the Holy Spirit is, work, is at work and they're seeking truth, the Lord opens the door. And often it is initiated because of a dream or vision they have had. About 50% of those in Indonesia that have come to faith have come to faith through initially through a dream or a vision. And so I would ask for you to, to continue to pray that those in the country and those that I love will have access to the gospel initiated with a dream and vision. Um, secondly, that I would be bold, that my, my co-workers and I, my co-workers, would be bold witness. We would not be hesitant to, to, to give bold proclamation. I, I got that from Ephesians 6.19. Whenever I open my mouth, that words may be given me so that I will fearlessly make known the mystery of the gospel. I think there's a correlation between gospel response in Indonesia and how many refrigerators my picture is on. So I have this. If you might be willing to pray for my wife and I, we're empty nesters now. Our kids are grown and uh, we rarely, yeah, rarely see them. At one point we talked about it retiring a little early, but because our kids were raised in central Sumatra, uh, we homeschooled grades one through eight and they went to boarding school, but it was in Indonesia a long way away, but this country is home to them, too. And we considered retiring and coming back to Birmingham. And my children said, oh, Dad, please don't. And that's not the answer I was expecting. But Indonesia is home for them. Um, but we have, my family is well-adjusted, speak local language, understands local culture. And, uh, but I think a large part of that is just the adjustments that my family have been able to make is because of your prayers, not only for us personally, but, because, but for the, the response of the gospel through, through our family. And I want to thank you for that, the ministry to our family. Um, praying your giving matters. You've had an investment in my life. My father was pastoring, pastoring First Baptist Weedowie. Anybody know Lake Weedowie? When he was called to the ministry, in, uh, called to missions in 1965. So I was born, actually born in LaGrange, but living in uh, Widawi at the time. My family moved. But that's when you began a direct, had direct involvement in my family's life through giving through the Lottieman Christmas offering. And now my oldest daughter and her husband and three of our grandchildren are in Turkey. Thank you. Do you see some of the results of your faithful praying 
and faithful giving that the gospel go where it hasn't gone before. Um, what, type, what, what are some of the ways your giving impacts? I referenced hospital, but I orphanage, uh, tsunami response most recently. I had a, had a message this morning before I left the house in Birmingham about how a church was planted through COVID response. Response to, it was a food distribution through a local group of believers, and a church was born last week. And you, not a big project, it was about $2,000 that was given over four waves, phases, for this little church to reach out to their Muslim community in a time we've lost. COVID has impacted our country too, very significantly. But thank you. Just so, so many ways. Uh, yes, churches are being planted, um, but very tangible ways through hospital, through farm, through agricultural ministry, the gospel is going forward. And you know, and your university plays a role too. I, not often, but it happens occasionally. I bump into a government official and he'll, he'll approach me. We live in a town the size of Birmingham or so, about a million, and there are five white people. So when I'm out in the street, people, people approach, especially if they have any connection to, they want to practice their English or they've been to America, and someone will approach me and say, hey, uh, where are you from? And I'll say, I'm from America. And they say, where in America? They say, do you know Auburn University? Fisheries, agriculture. So the Indonesian government sends students to you. Praying, giving, going. Thank you for, for keeping the world in view from Parkway, for going when you can. I'm aware that all of you can't go, and there are challenges in going, but your, your going does make a difference, so thank you for that. Short-term, mid-term, maybe for a couple of years. We just received two families that are second career people. They worked for the power company for 30 years, and they said they want to give their remaining years to kingdom work overseas. And their work in our business office there um, in logistics. Many, many opportunities. Praying, giving, going. How about letting go? Parents, grandparents, last week had, um, was at another church in our state and we shared a challenge and um, teenage girl feeling called to missions. When we talked with her parents, her parents started weeping, not because they're of joy, but because of fear. That some, just the concept that the possibility of separation geographically or the unknown. Um, there is so much blessing, parents and grandparents, and letting family members, releasing them to serve overseas in whatever capacity. There is blessing and joy. And I would invite you to approach, approach it with support for those from your family that might feel called. So yes, there's praying, there's giving, there's going, there's letting go in kingdom work, but there's one more important one, and I referenced that earlier, there is receiving. Um, I, 
I don't know how many even from my country are at Auburn right now. That could, uh, but they're here. The internationals are coming to you. Um, we do some work with uh, the Iraqi and Afghani refugees in our country, and we're observing that in some places in the Middle East where we don't have access to them, we now have access to them because they're looking for, they're trying to get to Australia, and they get stuck in our country, and there are 8,000 of them right now, and we have, we're seeing Iraqis and um, Iranians come to faith as Afghanis, Iraqis, Iranians as never before. Might someone come to faith here in Auburn because of your family of faith reached out to them, because you loved them into the kingdom? Just invite you to just be, again, prayerful for how God might position you, your family, your church family. There may be a lot going on here that I'm not even aware of, but I know that is a wonderful opportunity where over there I may not have or we may not have access to those that have come to you. And so I invite you to just embrace them and love them, receive them. Together we steward a fragrant vision. That fragrant vision being that we are the aroma of Christ, the good news permeating lostness. Together we follow a fragrant example, an example of sacrifice and selfless living for kingdom purposes, intentionality, living on purpose. And then thirdly, together we celebrate a fragrant partnership in kingdom work. That the gospel go where it hasn't gone before. Thank you, Parkway family. We can be on mission together and for keeping the world in view from Parkway. Let's pray together. Father, I pray your blessing and favor on the Parkway family of faith. And pray, Father, that because of their obedience to Scripture, to your truth, that they would know your, your blessing and your favor in, in new and unprecedented ways. Just experience a tangible outpouring of your grace and presence. Because of their obedience, Father, impact places a long way from Auburn as they embrace your vision. As they follow your example. And as they partner missionally to see the kingdom come here in Auburn and around the world. In Jesus' name we pray and give thanks. Amen.